0: So, hey, welcome back. It's Josh, and I wanted to just say how thankful I am that you're here sharing some time with me, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, Google, inside of iTunes. Uh, Today, I've got another amazing podcast for you. Uh, I know there's a lot of competition right now for deals, and so my guest, his name is Philip Vincent. Uh, Philip is an amazing entrepreneur who's found a great niche of getting motivated seller leads through the senior living community. Check this out. About nine years ago, he's been a real estate investor for 22 years. He's done wholesaling, he's done development, uh, he got kicked in the teeth. You're going to hear the story about how he got kicked in the teeth back in 2008 with a million-dollar spec home. And then starting in 2011, really started to to refine his niche, get in a specific lane, which was networking in the senior living communities. So think of places like assisted living facilities, hospice, uh, nursing homes, retirement communities, 55 and over communities. And he started finding ways to network with those directors, executives, social workers, nurses that work inside of those facilities and know that mom and dad are going to need to eventually sell their home in order to pay for that facility. We're going to talk about metrics like you know, working with the, the, the residents in their last 28 months of their life and actually working with the adult children who are taking care of mom and dad and getting that property sold to a real estate investor uh, quickly, easily, so that they can have the cash to pay for mom and dad's assisted living, senior living, hospice, and end-of-life care. So in this particular Accelerated Investor episode, you're going to hear a very specific strategy for networking in the senior community, senior living community, and how to get hot leads, very warm introductions from centers of influence for residential homes that need to be sold to take care of mom and dad. You're going to love this interview with Phil Vincent. Check it out.
1: Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. Josh Cantwell. If you love entrepreneurship and investing in real estate, then you are in the right place. Josh is the CEO of Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and has personally invested in well over 500 properties all across the country. He's also made hundreds of private lender loans and owns over 1,000 units of apartments. Josh is an expert at raising private money for deals, and he prides himself on never having had a boss in his entire adult life. Josh and his team also mentor investors and entrepreneurs from all over the world. He doesn't dream about doing deals. He actually does them, and so do his listeners and students. Now sit back, listen, listen, learn, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast.
0: So, hey, Phil, thanks so much for joining us today on Accelerated Investor.
2: Thank you, Josh, for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Fantastic. So, Phil, Uh, I love to, you know, start out with my audience, get to know you a little bit better by kind of helping them understand what are you excited most about right now? Obviously, we're still kind of at, you know in the middle of this COVID thing. They're talking about maybe a vaccine. We're coming up on an election. There's a lot of noise out in the world, but as an entrepreneur, we know that that noise doesn't really affect our day-to-day operation, our capacity to make money, make revenue, and to really fulfill our dreams as real estate investors and entrepreneurs. And so I'm always curious when I talk to, to new friends, what are they working on right now they're most excited about, plowing through all the noise to make their life the life that they want. So tell us about what you're working on.
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, I agree with everything you just said, the world is no noisy right now. And so um, I'm in the unsexy world of senior living. And what I mean by that- You said
0: that's not sexy. Come on.
2: You know, nobody's mad at Nana because she got old, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody keeps using this word recession-proof real estate. Well, getting old and passing away is pretty recession proof. You know, I think about your great grandmother's great grandmother a lot, Josh, you know, tell me about her, you know, I mean, like we're on this earth for such a short time, you know, and I feel like uh, I'm in the hugs and kisses business. And what I mean by that is I'm trying to help the adult children who are helping their mom move into senior living at one of the hardest times of their life. Truly, it's one of the hardest times of their life, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, every decision I make for mom's house is, am I putting the adult children first? Mm hmm us real estate investors, we're the easy part of this, right? It's, it's everything else that uh, you and I are br- brothers and we're going through this experience. It's pretty traumatic. In fact, it's called crisis management. Mm-hmm. And so my business from a, what I'm excited about from a national level is we're getting traction in the senior living world from the top down. And I'm teaching my students from the boots bottom up to come up, you know, and so I'm excited because it's working, right? I, I you know, when you set out to do something, And then it starts to manifest itself and you see it working like I'm a proud papa of of this baby.
0: Nice, that's fantastic. You know, interesting story. So literally as we record this, um, my father has pretty advanced Parkinson's. My audience knows this. I talk about this with them. And my dad just fell and broke his hip uh, literally two weeks ago. He just had partial hip replacement surgery on Saturday about five days ago as of this recording. And you said two brothers. So I'm managing this with my my brother, Mark, who's my former business partner. I have an older brother, Matt, but he lives in Utah. And mom, my mom is a spry, healthy 73-year-old. My dad is very advanced Parkinson's, having trouble walking, having trouble talking. And so this conversation that we're having hits very close to home because, you know, in the next five or 10 years, probably won't have my dad and or maybe less. And my mom, you know, my mom's mom is 93. I just went to saw, see her on Tuesday. I was out looking at a 112 unit apartment building out by Youngstown, Ohio. I went to see my grandmother. She is so spry. It's 93. She's washing her windows on the outside of her house. And she fell off and had like a black and blue bruise on her ass. She pulled down her pants to show me her black and blue. So now you've got like grandma, right? Who's 93. My kid's great grandmother, 93 still lives alone she's going through exactly what you're talking about because she has adult children, my mom and her sisters and brother in their 70s. Then you got my dad and my mom was probably going to be in the same situation as a widow as my as my grandmother. So I've got this situation happening twice in my own family as we talk about this. That's why I was so excited to have you on. So help me understand now. We know that's your niche. That's what you're excited about. Help me understand if I'm a student of yours or I'm I'm listening as an audience member, even for my own help with my own family situation, what are the specifics that you have to look for? How how do you help the family, those adult children make decisions? How does it become a real estate investment opportunity for you and your students uh, inside their real estate business? And how has that been lucrative for you?
2: Okay. Um, you're going. You are the the calling card for what I do, right? You're, what you just said is is my story, right? And I, mm-hmm. you said the word hip twice, and it's funny you said that because hip surgeries, the stat is if you're over the age of sixty and you have a hip surgery, half the time, half the time you don't move back home. You that's right. After some sort of twenty four hour care, that's a staggering because sixty's not that old. As a forty two year old, I'm going. That's not that old, you know. Right. Be, um, and so I like what you said too about one brothers in Utah. And the, the average uh, kid lives 400 miles away from mom. So, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, rehabs and stuff going on in our lives, right? You and I right now. Yeah. How hard is it to get good contractors right now with the market being so hot? Right. Damn near impossible, right? right? And so even a family that, you know, you're a real estate guy. So even the family that has real estate experience, if mom lives four states away, how efficient are you going to be at a rehab? Mm -hmm. And so that moment, you know, so what I always like to say is me as an investor, I get to wear my cape. I'm not the doctor that said mom needs 24-hour care. I didn't give him that bad news, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the financial person at the senior living community that told you that the place we picked out for mom is $8,800 a month. I didn't give him that news. But you and your brothers are looking at each other like, "Uh, I'm not not paying that. Or like, how are we going to pay for this, right? That's a simple question. How are we going to pay for this? And Josh, it's always the house. It's that exact moment, you know, I, I look at, we're all real estate guys, right? We're all doing direct mail and pay-per-click and all this expensive stuff. Why do we do direct mail? Why, why do we send to people that are over the age of 65 that have equity, that have lived there 20 years? Why? It's because you're trying to find what I have exactly, except for the opposite is, instead of spraying and praying with 10,000 letters a month, this family has said, uh, I need to sell my house. And even better, as much as your listeners are hearing me say, I help the adult children, What I teach you guys how to do is find the stakeholders in the senior living business that have the ear of you and your brother, Mm -hmm. you you and your brother. If you hire a, what's called a placement agent, that's one of like 10 people I teach about a placement agent is like a real estate agent for the senior living world. Mm. So you, we're not trained to know what care mom needs or your 93 year old grandmother needs. Right. But that placement agent will come to your house, meet with your mother, understand her demographic, geographic needs, and, and give you a few suggestions and take you around whatever, to, and that's a great question. Does your mom need to live near you, near your brother, near her? Right. These are questions I can't answer for you, and honestly, the family has such a tough time figuring out this road. I was on a podcast last week, and the guy said it, his, it was his grandmother they had to help, and it was a 30-hour-a-week job for three months for mm-hmm. them to figure out because she had an 80 pound dog so nobody was going to take that dog right? Yeah, and so nobody, right it's like having a baby right nobody's prepared for all of this and so what you do is you rely back on the stakeholders in the senior living world i teach my students how to network with those stakeholders because sure. guess what me and you as brothers we trust that person given if we're trusting that person with our mother's end-of-life care and she happens to say Hey, you know, you don't need to clean this place out or rehab it. I've got a guy that I trust that's going to come making offer. Do you want to listen to him? Right? My success rate's through the roof, man. I'm close.
0: Yeah, closed. because you're getting such a warm introduction, right? It's it's like, okay, you trust mom to come and stay here. Or whether maybe it potentially might be even respite care where she's getting care at home and maybe it's part-time at home, part-time in a facility. You know, we've looked at that for my dad. Like my mom, my mom has to have her own surgery. Um, She's got this vein in her leg that's starting to give her some problems. My mom's going to be kind of out of commission for four or five days. You know where do we where do we put dad during those four or five days because now he's recovering from hip surgery. You're talking to these type of placement agent that's maybe working in the facility, maybe working in home. Could be a combination, one or the other. You trust them for care of a you, you know your most loved person in the world, your mom, your dad. Uh, are you going to listen to them if they say, hey, you know I don't know what's going on with dad's situation. He can never go home again. Are you going to sell? Is there assets to sell? How are you going to pay for the assisted living or the nursing home care, whatever it might be? Yeah, we got to sell it. Oh, by the way, I've got somebody. So give me give me some other strategies. What what are some other ways? Because that is great, especially thinking like I've looked at developing some assisted living facilities. I've gone and searched them for my own dad. I've talked to some of these people, the placement agents and the intake people. Yeah, And they've got 80 or 100 or 200 potential clients for one real estate investor because everybody in that facility is 60 to 90 years old and they all probably have a house to sell so getting into that community would make logical sense you're going to get multiple leads per month or per week from people that are coming or going
2: forever josh and I i look at them as oil wells i teach a method it's called 20 is plenty and what i mean by that is if you have 20 people that know who you are like me if they know who i am and they think of me during their business today because they're dealing with families in this exact situation every single day i have more than enough leads my mm-hmm. business now comes to me. Every investor I talk to, Josh, spends 90% of their time trying to make their phone ring with leads. Mm-hmm. Sure. I get phone calls with appointments from these stakeholders. They say, hey, Phil, can you be at Bob's house at 2.30 on Tuesday to make an offer? Yes, I can. Got if, it. So I've I, I simplified my life. I have a great life. I don't work that many hours because yeah. I've built the relationships with the right people.
0: In my newest real estate investing book, The Flip System, you'll learn the proven secrets and strategies that I've used to be a successful real estate investor. You'll also hear the story of my journey from quitting my job to doing over 2,000 units of apartments. The Flip System is now available for a limited time, and you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com podcast you'll learn the same proven principles and secrets and investing strategies that I used to quit my job and pursue a life of financial freedom. In this book, I'm sharing exactly how I was able to personally close over 750 profitable real estate deals, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million, and acquire over 2,000 units of cash flowing apartments. Get my newest book now for free at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's fantastic. Real estate definitely has a relationship business, right? Relationships with realtors, relationships with title companies, mortgage officers, lead sources, referrals, centers of influence. Um, so, Phil, tell me how you got... like. If I'm new, let's say I'm a new student of yours and yeah. I'm in the Cleveland market, that's my market, and I wanted to to learn more about this, what are some strategies that you would give me to make money from this and to learn, like, well, how do I get my kind of foot in the door with some of these facilities? How do I yeah. get that 20 referral sources, find yeah. these placement agents? What are some techniques to get kind of get, get your foot in the door and get started getting leads like this? I,
2: I like that you said the, 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 the terminology foot in the door. Right mm-hmm. now with COVID and because of the nature of senior living, uh, people are going to hear this and think, I'll just walk into the, the nearest senior living community near me. Near me. Right,
0: yeah, walking and, in there.
2: I buy houses and, and they're going to they're gonna put their foot in their mouth without even knowing they're doing it. And they're going to blacklist themselves without even knowing they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's for a few reasons. Um, how real estate investors talk and how the senior living world is are night and day. They're very, very different. And even the term nursing home is not used anymore. Mm-hmm. And even the word facility is not used anymore. It's a uh, uh, senior living community, right?
0: Residences, right. yeah. Uh,
2: there's, these, there's these PC, it's a PC world. And so when a guy walks in and says, hi, I'm Bob and I buy houses from old people moving into nursing homes. <laughs> 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 you might as well not even start. You know what I mean? You just- you're, Get your ass out of here. Yeah, and you know and you're gonna go home and say- well, Phil said this was going to work. And then, you know, I'm like, no, you know, and they want to put you in two boxes, Josh, and both boxes can be negative. They want to think if they, if they put you in an investor box, they think you might take advantage of grandma. And if they put you in the realtor box, they don't need you because Mm -hmm. their crocodile brain just turns off. And they're like, we know what a realtor does. You know, they already have a realtor. By the way, realtors are phenomenal for me because they walk in in this situation and they say, clean this place out. Step one. That's a two month job, man. Mm-hmm. for a lot of families. Cause that mom's house had all the stuff in it. you know, Oh yeah. Basement's
0: everything. full so, crawl space storage facility, ba- every corner of the basement's full. That's how it is for my mom. That's how it is for my grandmother. That's how it is for my wife's mother. Every basement's packed.
2: Yep. With life. Right. I call it life. And so I don't, if I like the person, I don't call them a hoarder. I call them an aggressive collector. Mm-hmm. Nice, and so like Our that. grandmas are aggressive collectors, right? They just didn't throw anything away. And so, it takes a good two months to get that house cleaned out. And then if you're if you're lucky, you get you know two more months to rehab the house up to 2020 standards, and then you know the market's hot, so you're gonna sell it within a month. Well, you just punted the mom's money six months down the road if everything goes well. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what I do is I, you know, how I help the senior living world, so not not the family, not the investor, but the senior living world, is they their average customer only lives with them 28 months. That's the average. So I'm adding months onto the front end of their stay. Mm -hmm. And I've made it easier on the family. And so um, I'm very transparent with my numbers. I come in and tell the family exactly what I I think the house will sell for in the retail market. Exactly what, you know, things that need to be done to get it ready. What my rehab numbers are. But in that is where my value is, right? I do, you know, we do hundreds of deals a year. So my scale for rehabbing uh, lets me do a $60,000 rehab for $40,000. Well, that $20,000 difference is my profit.
0: Nice. So they almost have the
2: same amount. And no, no logical person is going to go, wait a second, I can net damn near the same amount but do it in two weeks instead of six months without all the hassle. You know, yeah. if I catch a family like, uh, you know, you talked about those crawl spaces and basements. If I find the adult children on that second weekend of grabbing boxes out of the basement and bringing them up to the dumpster, yeah. I'm golden. Because I'm yeah, like, you're hey, Josh, the- stop doing that right now. Because here's the thing. Heirlooms are easy to get rid of. Gold, guns, get cash, jewelry. I mean, that stuff goes away in the first hour. After that it's stuff. stuff and stuff is really hard to get rid of. Yeah.
0: So Phil, how do you get, again, the foot in the door, meaning like yeah. we're dealing with COVID again, we're not yep. walking in the front door. Yep. What, what are some techniques to try to build, start to build these relationships? And get, sure. get so
2: it? the ne- okay. So let's talk about it. The senior living world networks, networks just as much as the real estate world. Mm-hmm. They're out there doing networking events. And a lot of them are on, just like we're on right now with a mm-hmm. zoom call, like they're, the, but I tell you right, you know, March it all fell off, but it's starting to come back live and in person depending on which state you live in. You know how that's working. So, sure, no um, doubt. so it's coming back in person. Um, they love to the network. Let me tell you some some examples of the difference. You've been to networking events in your local area, right? How oh, many yeah. times in, in the real estate world have you seen a picture of someone's check? Have you ever seen that before? Oh yeah, no doubt. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right? How big is your check, right? It's pretty common in our real estate right. world. I've been networking and senior living for almost 10 years. Josh, I've never seen the size of someone's check yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just haven't. I haven't, nobody showed me their check yet. It's funny, you know? And so that's a fundamental difference of, so let's give an example of a social worker. A social worker did not get into the business to be rich. And I know that hurts everybody's brains that's listening. Almost all of us are motivated by some sort of money, right? Mm -hmm. A social worker isn't. And so how you talk to a social worker is very different than how you talk to the proprietor of a senior living community. And so, mm. out of the eight different stakeholders that I teach you about, each one has a what's in it for them. And so, you get your foot in the door simply, Josh, by knowing who you're talking to, and what's in it for them. Yeah. If they ask the right questions, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I have that problem every single day, and Philip is the guy that solves it. That's what I want them to take away. Very quickly, I teach Philip is the guy that solves this problem for me, and they deal, like you said, they have 200 people, they're 200 families at any given time that could use my service. Right. I teach my students how to ask for the opportunity to go make an offer that same moment you meet them. So it's not, I meet you, Josh, and then I'm going to wait six months to ask for you to refer me. No, I'm, I'm saying, hey, I fix this problem right now. Are you working with any families that are going through this right now? Yeah. The answer always is, yes, I am. Or they'll say, Oh, I wish you would have met Fred two weeks ago. He yeah. was having a hell of a time getting rid of the house, right? You got a guy. Anyway, he's he's a coming.
0: Yeah. So if you've got three different stakeholders, I know you said there's eight or ten, but let's say there's the there's the executive or the owner of the facility, which you yes. may never talk to. He's hard. I'm he's a, he's
2: like a, a unicorn,
0: yeah. Yeah, I may never talk to and the guy's never around. You've got the director of the facility who's basically like the general manager and yep. everybody kind of works underneath them both the maintenance staff the nurses the nurse the stnas the um, the intake the you know everybody right, yeah. works for them yep. their job is really uh care for the staff care for the, the the residents who stay there and make money for the owner right so they're feeling pressure from all three and then sure. you've got potentially the like you said the social worker uh, or the person who's assigned to that 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 file, that case, that works maybe for the hospital or works maybe for the government, you know whatever their situation might be. If it's Medicare, Medicaid, all those different things. But so let, let's put the unicorn aside, the owner, because that guy or gal is probably not ever even on site unless it's a financial meeting to see how the building's performing. But you've got that general manager type person, maybe director level type person, and then you've got the social worker who's kind of at the you know, uh, uh, more on the, maybe the insurance side of things or that's working for the facility to get money for, so how those two folks, let's talk about them. What's in it for them to work with a guy like Phil?
2: Sure. So let's start with the director. Um, I liken them to like a school principal they're mm-hmm. working with 140 families and everybody has needs and never, you know, they got to know everybody. And they're, sure. they're, like you said, they've got the proprietor in their ear about the money. They've got the families about mom's care. You know, they're getting it from all angles and they're probably the hardest, one of the hardest working people in, in that industry. Um, this sentence I'm going to say next is worth hundred thousand dollars. So everybody let, perk uh, up when you hear this.
0: Get out your pen and write this down. Here it comes.
2: Do you ever have a situation where they want to move mom in, but they can't until they get the house sold?
0: There you go. And do you ever have a situation allow. where they want to move mom, mom in but can't until they get the house sold? They're gonna ching hundred grand.
2: They they're gonna say they're gonna laugh. They're gonna say Phil, yeah. Every single day that's the problem. We we yeah. deal with, I say, oh really? I said, are you working with any families that are going through that right now? <laughs> you know, I, I just met this person right, and I'm already like boom boom boom. Look away. And, and by the way, if you ever do get a proprietor, the thing about them is they're the most closest to the multifamily investor or the real estate investor. You can actually have a money conversation with the proprietor. You would never have that conversation with the social worker, right? It's care, 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 and then more care for them, right? You know, they—if you make twelve dollars an hour, you you can do other things that make you a lot more money. They're in that business because they care, right? No doubt. um, I love social worker. Okay, so uh, the directors—how you have that conversation with them is—they can very quickly understand that if I add months onto the front end of a customer that only lasts twenty-eight months on average, anyway that I've made them more profitable with clients they already have walking through their door. Nice. And I made Love it that. easier on their families. And if I help with the stuff, Hey, I'll give you a great example. I, the day I found the, the biggest respect for a uh, director was when it was a hot summer. I'm in St. Louis. We have crazy humidity here. It's gross in the summertime, right? Yeah. She was wearing her pants suit. She had makeup on. She had uh, a pantyhose and she was going from the second story condo with boxes down to the dumpster. She was doing whatever it took to get that woman ready to move into her community. And she was arguing with her. She had 27 canes and seven bird cages. Oh boy. 27 canes and seven bird cages. And she was, it was getting a little, you know, she had to get a little, and she's saying, you're moving from a 1600 square foot condo to a 12 by 12 room. We don't have room for 27 canes. And she said, can you pick your three favorite canes and can you pick one birdcage? Yeah. Woof. Wow. And anyway, no her makeup was all over see. the place. And I'm just like, I didn't know that was in her job description, to be a psychiatrist, yeah. to be a mover. And I'm like, okay. And so guess what, Josh? When she sees Philip show up, because she was there, she invited me to come make an offer on the house um, mm-hmm. because she knew the house was never going to be retail ready. I told her, I said, you can stop moving this stuff. I'll, you tell me what goes and what stays, and I'll take care of the rest. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I just lifted a weight off this person who's already like a school principal, busy. She doesn't want to be a mover. Yeah, right. So I right. helped her, and I, you know, I had this respect for her, and so that I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much effort you put in to get your clients there. I, we, mom's house makes the industry go smoother.
0: We uh, take yeah. away that
2: huge pain point, the house of the stuff.
0: So, Phil, in this environment with COVID, you're not going to knock on the front door. Are you finding a way to research and find out who the director is, who the social worker is, who the employees are, who the managers are, and kind of cold calling into that facility? Or, again, back to getting in the door, right? Yeah.
2: I know um, there's networking events that happen every single day. You can-
0: networking events. You can network. Got it. You did mention you really that.
2: Network. You can network every day in senior living if you wanted to.
0: Yeah. My buddy Jake is a huge commercial insurance broker uh, for yeah. a, one of the big shops in downtown Cleveland, and that's his niche is senior living. And yeah. I could, he seems like he's at a networking event, a golf outing, some sort of function, some sort of lunch, breakfast, dinner, probably three days a week.
2: Perfect. And Josh... Um, that that's it. Uh, he's building relationships that are sustainable and ongoing from now on by going out and golfing and having lunch.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I hate that's a man of my heart right there. That's what I do too. Like I, I'm at top golf all the time.
0: Eat I'm, golf and make offers. Yeah, <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's nice. it. And it's relationships, right? They're going to refer to people they trust, and they're like, there's that Phil guy again. And and then what what happens is when you're not the hero in your own story, when that placement agent says to that director, "Oh yeah, I use Phil." because he helped my fan. Oh my goodness, you know, game over. Yeah. And that's so what I'm saying. I, I only want you to build, t- if you build 20 relationships, which is not a lot. Yeah, I, it's, I find it funny when people say, I can't network. I don't want to network. And I say, mm-hmm. you ever buy houses from wholesalers? They're like, yeah, all the time. I'm like, do you ever buy houses from realtors? Yeah, all the time. And I said, where did you meet those people at? And they're like, oh, I was out at a, fill in the blank event. I'm like, oh my God, you're you're networking already, people. It's just with the wrong people.
0: Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and wanna finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur, apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. The interesting thing about this too, Phil, is I've been to some of these events with my buddy Jake. I've sponsored some and, and like they they he he particular he supports a thing called the Hunger Network. And I go yeah. to that, but there's a lot of the senior living owners, directors that go support the hunger network. And there's no real estate investors there. Like that's like, that's an out of the box thing. So there's insurance guys, there's, you know, accountants, attorneys, there's, you know, business owners who are just supporting that type of cause. There's obviously the owners, the managers, those types of people, builders, developers who develop senior living. They're all there. Um, but to have a residential investor you know guys buying you know one to four unit houses or even small apartments i can't i can't ever remember a time when somebody was there doing that never uh and i've been to dozens of these events
2: i'm in the blue ocean josh
0: love it man that's cool since
2: 2011 too so i feel like i'm the og in this like i this was since. (laughs) hey it's been so good to me i've been keeping it a secret i didn't want anybody else in st louis to do this yeah that's how good it is and so now building this nationwide thing, now I'm, I'm out here on these podcasts telling everybody about it because it's like, this is magic. You know, if you don't want to be tied to your last direct mail campaign anymore, if you want to build something sustainable, that's not sexy, that is recession-proof, that's what I'm yeah. teaching you how to do.
0: The mom's house OG, I like it. So right. Phil, how'd you get started? Like you said 2011, I don't know what your background was before that, yeah. but what, what was your first real estate deal like? And then how did you pivot into this senior assisted living sort of niche?
2: Sure, I, I did this business backwards. Uh, I started off in development and new construction when I was 20 years old, I'm 42 now. So 22 nice. years in the business. And as a builder, I realized I'm not a very good adult babysitter. And that's what I call general contracting. Yeah. And so I didn't like that business. Um, I realized very quickly that I just wanted to d- design. I just wanted to be a designer. And so I'd go through all the trouble of being a builder just to get to pick out the, the flooring and the colors, you know, right? And I was like, man, I'm making this hard on myself. And so the, the journey of new construction takes, you know, good from start to finish easily a year. And, you know, I, you deal with municipalities and they're a pain in the butt and just contractors and it, it was not fulfilling. And so I worked from development back to wholesaling. And I'm a, I think a lot of people listening right now are like, I want to be a wholesaler and then work into flips right. and rentals into development. I'm going, ah, maybe not, you know. Yes. And so um, in my curiosity, you know, that was the year 2000 we're talking about here or 99. Uh, so, you know, things were great 2000 to 2000, you know, six, seven, eight. I built my first million dollar spec in 2007. Lost nice. a crap ton of money. Yeah. You no. Know, and was I smart or dumb? I don't know. The, the world proved me to be pretty dumb that year. But, you know, I keep, you know, I, I subscribe to the model to get knocked down eight, get up nine times. Yeah. So, you know well, what I like
0: about what you just said, Phil, not to interrupt you, but they, what you just said was very powerful. So I want to point this out to our listeners that you said the world proven to be very dumb that year. That was key that that year comment, because I think so many people of any type of entrepreneurship, real estate investing is obviously a form of that. You're going to get your knees sort of knocked out from underneath you at times. That's definitely happened to me. And again, you kind of compartmentalize it by saying that happened, that happened in that six months or that year. It didn't stop me from pursuing my dreams of financial freedom through real estate. It was just a learning lesson. Joseph McClendon, you know, Tony Robbins partner says there's only there's no winners and losers. There's only winners and learners. It's great to hear you say I learned that year. Uh, the world proved me to be dumb that year. Uh, not forever. I think many people, they, they, they have one negative impact. It affects them the rest of their life. So I really appreciate you saying that. I just wanted to point that out.
2: Well, th- thank you. And I, and I really believe that way. And, and you know, one if I'm going to say a good thing about COVID is that I think everyone's looking at their lives right now and going, what am I doing with my life? yeah no doubt because we've been able to sit back and reflect and go is this is this what we're doing here with my life you know people want to change right now and there's a million investors out there right now because the market's been frothy for a good decade and you know mm-hmm. and we're, we're in the weirdest time in my 22 years how can the market be the hottest i've ever seen it and the sky is falling yeah right Why is it you know and i think november 4th we're going to find out more i don't know if it's going to affect it one way or the other i i think as investors we all try to see around the corner a little Mm bit we're all trying to do that you know um with me i know no matter who's in office uh people will still continue to age and my service will be needed
0: so when did you feel when did you do your first um sort of senior deal like you started out as a developer got into wholesaling you did build that big spec home when did the senior niche kind of take hold
2: what well, what's funny about me too is I was I was a wholesaler before I knew what that term even was. I used to drive up and down neighborhoods and look for the dilapidated house and I would knock on the door, I would knock on the neighbor's door, and I would hunt for them and find them. So I was a wholesaler before I even knew what it was. And I went to work for a company in St. Louis that's as far as the little guys go, it's one of the biggest. We do a couple hundred houses a year. And mm-hmm. I I always look for the stereotype. I look, what's the stereotypical seller look like? Is it a 28-year-old or an 82-year-old? Is it someone that's lived there two years or 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. And in our world, it's obvious, where, you know, it's obvious where our best deals come from. It's not somebody that's in their 40s. It's somebody that's in their 60s, 70s, 80s, right? right. And so we, we told that generic story that dad passed away eight years ago. Mom's been doing the best she can on the fixed income mom fell again. This is, by the way, when you told that story earlier, I was like, oh man, that's my exact story. I say this mom fell again. She just had surgery. The doctor said she can't move back home. Now the adult children are scrambling. And I work with the people that have the ear of that family to make that process as easy as possible. They're looking, man, they need some, they need some help. They need some wins right then. And if you, what I'm looking for is the best of the best. I don't need a warm body in every city, Josh. I need Someone who cares, has empathy, will take the training to go out and build relationships in a world that's very different than real estate. And you get to wear your cape and you get hugs and kisses. I mean, it's a great, I get, I'm proud of what I do, right? I have a lot of fulfillment in who I help. And the money is the easy part, right? If you have less competition and are teed up, I always like to say this, um, imagine a mailman coming to your house and saying, call, call Josh, call this one postcard. Don't call these other 37, how great that would be. This is even more powerful than that because it's not the postman saying that. It's the person you've trusted with your mom's end of life care. Oh nice. my goodness. That's way more important than the postman. The most and that's important. kind of what's happening. They're saying, call Philip. He's the guy I use.
0: Nice. So, Phil, what advice would you give now that you've seen this, you know, the, the market, the momentum it's built? It's frothy, 10 years, election you know, your experience, 22 years, you know, senior assisted living and senior care is your niche. Um, you've obviously learned a lot. You've experienced a lot. You've coached your students both locally in in St. Louis and now nationwide. What specific advice would you give our listeners? Let's say in the next three to six months, what can they do based on what you've learned? What would you pass along to them or what advice would you give your younger former self things maybe that you do differently or do do sooner?
2: Pick your lane and stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Every new investor, try something once, they don't get the results they want, and they go to the next shiny object. I don't care which one you pick. If it's direct mail, cool. If it's SMS, text messaging, cool. Just stick in your lane, learn it, know all the nuances, and get good at it. Uh, the new investors always are, notorious. I've got a buddy that, that has like 10,000 accounts for direct mail for real estate investors. He said 90% of the time, they do one mailing and stop. And stop, yeah. Don't even, even get started, guys. If your goal is not to do, don't even do it. You're wasting your money. And so I think as young investors, we're all looking for the magic bullet. Everybody wants to work less, right? Even me. If you knew how little I like to work, every, you know, people would, <laughs> they would really love this if they knew how little I like to work. And the reason why is, <laughs> Um, I, I always joke I've had one bumper sticker in my whole life and it said we'll work for hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah and, you know, it, it, hit, it hit my funny bone right because yes. I'm working Josh I don't mind working but I want to know that I'm building something towards the future yeah and, and building and so I was gonna say you, when I say pick your lane you're going to build relationships are you doing it with the right people you're gonna spend money on marketing are you doing it the right way you know, pick your lane and stay in it, and all of it can work. There's a hundred ways to find houses, right? Just whatever one you pick, stay in that lane and give it a year. Don't say one mailing and it's done. You know, mm-hmm. you don't plan to. You know, I always judge people too on the on the thickness of their business card. You ever meet a new investor that feels like it's made out of paper? Yeah. Like spend the extra twenty bucks and get some cards that have some. I want to. If your card is made of paper, like lightweight, I feel like you already know you don't want to be in this business in three months, right? You know, maybe that's bad, but I'm just like, come on now. Like, uh, and I teach a lot on credibility packets and like act as if you know, Mm -hmm. if you have empathy, I can work with you, right? If you have the wherewithal to go out, and I always say to make omelets, you got to break some eggs, right? And that's the difference. Even when I got knocked down in 08 with that house, I I didn't think I'm going to get out of real estate. I thought, man, I. Maybe I shouldn't build a million-dollar spec when the market's starting to turn. Right. You know what I mean, I learned, right? And so uh, the, the best thing about real estate, I love it when a new investor says, I did my first deal. I thought I was going to make 50 grand, and I only made five grand. I'm like, oh, isn't that great? And they're like, what do you mean? I said, you got in a business where you had a great education, you learned on the job, and you still made five grand. Yeah, Tell me what other college pays you five grand to go to their college. I mean, it's, I mean, real estate's the best business in the world. I mean, look at every billionaire, like 90% of the time real estate's
0: in there. Yeah. They either made it or they hold it in real estate. Absolutely. Fantastic stuff, Phil. Listen, um, I know there's a lot of people that are going to love this idea. Residential investors looking for a new way, a new niche, a new lane to get in, to kind of differentiate themselves. If they want more information about you, sign up for your program, your coaching, learn more about you, podcast, your website where can they get more information about you and your business?
2: MomsHouse.com.
0: MomsHouse.com. Simple as that. Fantastic stuff today, Phil. Listen, thank you so much for joining us today on Accelerated Investor. I had an absolute blast doing this interview with you. Thank
2: you. I appreciate you having me on.
0: So, hey guys, listen, I hope you really loved that episode with Philip Vincent, MomsHouse.com. Listen, I had a great time interviewing Phil and learning about his strategy. I think it's something you can... You know, you can implement into your business right away just from this podcast. You know, obviously Phil's got a lot more information, his own training and coaching programs. If you want to learn more and follow up with Phil, do that at momshouse.com. But if you enjoyed this interview, share it on social media, share it on Facebook, share it with your audience, share it with your email, uh, you know, email list. Tell them about it and go ahead and go back to YouTube and iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll send you one of these kick-ass Accelerated Investor t-shirts. When you do, take a little screenshot and send it to us. I really hope you enjoyed this interview, and I just wanna thank you, let you know that I'm so grateful that you're sharing with me, sharing your time with me, whether you're in the gym, on the walk, in the car, wherever you're at. Thanks for taking a few minutes to spend time with me and Accelerated Investor. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Josh here, and do you wanna win a free Accelerated Investor T-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What we're gonna do then is every week we're gonna pick our favorite rating and review, and we're gonna send that person a free T-shirt And maybe, again, some other cool, fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investors. So, again, don't forget to take a screenshot. Leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are. And then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week.
1: You've been listening to Josh Cantwell and the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next or who you'd like Josh to interview. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and his companies, Strategic Real Estate Coach and Freeland Ventures on all social media platforms now and stay up to date on new training and investment opportunities. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed Apply for coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com.